We're not gonna make a podcast for every tiny drop there is. Read all about it. Historically crops. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Sunday Evening with Ovs and Lek. I don't even know what we're gonna do with this audio, Lek. But, you know, also we're known as What Above Pollen Podcast. Also we're known as me. <laughs> also we're known as What Above Pollen Podcast. You know it's serious because I've got my Colin Bench mug out for the occasion. Oh, yeah. Can you see him? Yeah. So we know that discussions are going to be seriously had. It's not too hot though, right? It's not too hot. He's a sensitive boy. Sensitive. He's sensitive. He's, he's, uh, he's just got water in him at the minute, to be fair. <laughs> Lucky, it's Sunday evening. Pretend that you live in the UK for a moment. It's Sunday evening. <laughs> just like get you on a call. We've had a, a little crumb, haven't we? Yeah. They keep happening to us. The wilderness weeks of well and truly deserted us and they've just <laughs> left us to fend for ourselves in yeah. the relentless pace of the coming weeks we're now in like a jungle we're like hacking our way through a jungle of content <laughs> to get to the release date <laughs> and i'm like i'm not gonna sleep until like the end of june maybe. <laughs> yeah. it's like having a newborn it's just like you accept yeah. <laughs> like, you're just never gonna sleep again yeah so just to contextualize this episode earlier today a few hours ago a new interview again from that live stream that the gift that just keeps on giving <laughs> a new clip from the live stream so it's from rte which is one of ireland's news broadcasters <laughs> had a little very small clip with Nick and Newt's from the live stream event. Oh my God, what little treasure trove we've got. What a gemstone mine, you could say. Like. <laughs> and I thought, you know, whilst we were, we were discussing it, because we were having chats and I was like, let's just get on a call. The other two are just not here, really. I don't really have a... They're just not on the call. <laughs> they're, they're well. Beans made some focaccia. Was really That's good. That's right. Yeah. And Veg ran a half marathon. <laughs> I'm like, today I ate a cookie and Veg ran a half marathon on a dodgy leg. Um, two people are not quite the same here, are they? But, you know, we can't all be uh, amazing. But they're fine. But I just thought, like, should we go through this interview? Yeah. And just discuss our thoughts, because there are definitely some interesting crumbs to be found. Mm-hmm. Although, Lecky, don't be too harsh, because he's a sensitive boy. <laughs> that's, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed with caution. We love you, Colin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Proceed with caution. We love you a lot, Colin, I promise. Maybe get him a blanket first. Honestly, I was listening to some of our past episodes earlier and I was like, oh, sometimes we're really mean to him. <laughs> but it's done purely out of affection. Yeah. He's my favorite character. Sorry, Pen. Okay. <laughs> the lovely interviewer, she asked some great questions. So huge shout out to her. But the first question, just to ease us in, like just to, I don't know why I'm like acting like I've got a talk show. <laughs> first question, the interviewer asks is, what advice would you give Penelope? And Nick said, I'd probably give her terrible advice like forget about him there's plenty more fish in the sea or bugs in the sea I suppose move on and then she says but actually they're soulmates so that would be bad advice oh. uh, soulmates and then Luke he said to Nick also the advice that you would give is probably what she does this year she plays it out and Nick says yeah 100% move on find someone else the main tip there is that Nick calls them soulmates which just oh yeah. my heart heartwarming Lucky, what advice would you give to Penn what advice would I give to Penn yeah uh I don't know I don't know if I have any good advice to offer her. You, you give great advice. I am pretty good, like, not to toot my own horn. Your husband gives good advice. Not to be like... My husband gives way better advice than I do. Maybe I should consult him. Lecky, uh, can you just put your husband on the call? I need to... <laughs> yeah, ask your husband, because he, he's he been, like, forced into this fandom. He is so calm. He would give, like, something infuriatingly rational and simple, where he, he'll just be like, it'll work out. <laughs> be right in the end. So, where I'm from, Yorkshire, our phrase is be right anything oh. could happen be right be right you're not going yeah. any what do you say to her would you tell her to move on would you tell her to keep hope you're a bit of a romantic me as the uh, pollen chipper would i tell her to move on no no you as a friend but the thing is i have perspective if i was like in the regency times mm-hmm. i might tell her to move on <laughs> i mean like it just would make more sense yeah but like girl yeah <laughs> i think i tell her i think i wouldn't try to push it towards colin 
I think I'd tell her that it's okay to love someone and still carry that love with you as you go forward through life. And that I don't think it's a weakness to still love something, even Mm -hmm. if it's hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I tell her that like, I tell her that like love doesn't have to paralyze you. Sorry, I don't know why this is getting so deep on a Sunday evening. (laughs) I'd say you can still carry the love forward in your life in different ways. And that you can, yeah, I'd say move on, but also, you know, he's got really nice gloves. (laughs) I'd be like, have you seen those pirate gloves that he's wearing? So Penn, I'd say don't listen to us. Do your own thing. It seems like it's going to end up great for you. Keep going, girl. Yeah, follow my husband's advice. It'll it'll work out. We'll get Lecky to insert her husband's advice. Who knows a lot about Bridgerton. It didn't want to, but he does. (laughs) We were, okay, listen, I told him we were going to maybe record a channel trailer and he's like, oh, Mm. it's going to go. We're four nerds who are obsessed with Bridgerton and Dankworth and we make bagels that was literally what he told me I was like yeah it's accurate you know what I think that's actually just the channel trailer <laughs> do you know when something is so precise that it just cuts straight through to you and you're like that was a fair assessment that's yeah. not wrong yeah it's like when I worked in a pet shop once when I was just trying to be at uni I had to learn so much about fish diseases that I didn't want to know <laughs> and I feel like that's your husband with Bridgerton like he didn't want to know this but he knows it regardless <laughs> So the interviewer asked, is she coming back more confident this year? And Nick said, yeah, in a way, she's a bit more resolved and like, okay, this guy, it's not happening. He's not into me. And so I've got to find a husband to get away from my family. I'm going to do that. And he's like, I'll help you. She's like, cool. I have no feelings for you whatsoever. That's fine. Like a classic rom-com trope. Yeah, yeah. But then Luke added something interesting. He said, they kind of grow up independently, but also together. It's kind of a really cool twist to the journey. What are you thinking, Link? Okay. First of all, friends to lovers fans, get your smelling salts out because Mm -hmm. Nicola also stated in this interview that Penn and Colin had love for one another always. But yeah, yeah, I love that. I love the idea that they're growing independently and then with each other. That's so so sweet. Sometimes you have to, don't you? You have to grow apart to then grow together. Yeah, yeah. And also when you're in a relationship, you you change and grow too. So the fact that they're kind of like growing together is really touching. Do you think that's going to help their transition because they have such a a layered history as childhood friends? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we started the season with Penn's first season and Colin being quite young himself. And... I think that's overlooked sometimes as part of their journey, that that's a really hard thing to navigate, having been child, especially in the Regency, where it's like, you are a child and you're an adult. There's no like concept of a teenage period per se. Yeah. They, I think they've had it hard, especially Colin, because you can understand why he struggled to see her. Mm-hmm. They've had this really layered history where they've yeah. been children. And then he's a little bit older than her anyway. And do you think if they've had time to grow up separately, that when they come into this space, they can actually recognize, which is something that I think Nicola touches on later, that they're able to recognize each other as mm-hmm. adults and get into that headspace, which clears the path for both of them really to move forwards ultimately together. Mm-hmm. And then another, inter- again, it was full of little tidbits. The interview then asked, so is it like she's going to play hard to get and then all of a sudden Colin wants her, which again is a very like classic trope of like, oh, I'm not interested in you anymore. And then suddenly the guy's like, oh my God, I definitely want her. And Luke said, well, not in so many words, which is super interesting. So it's not going to be a case that she's suddenly going to act disinterested and that's what kicks his interest in her. Yeah. Nicola says, I think he finally sees her for who she is. And also she stops being a lovesick puppy over him. A remarkable shade of blue aside. Um, (laughs) They couldn't in season one and season two. It never would have worked because they're not at that level. Whereas now they're finally in a level together and see each other as grownups and respect one another. And they've had the love for one another always, but it grows and changes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what we've just touched on. I agree that season one and season two never would have worked because they just weren't on 
that same level with each other. Like there was on her part a reverence that he didn't, like it wasn't his fault, but like it was an imbalance in the relationship. And I think their journey is finding that balance. Yeah, like if you rewrote their story, like if there was some other inciting incident that kickstarted or, you know, pushed Colin to see Penelope in a new light, maybe it would have worked. But in in the story we've seen on television for two seasons, it would never have worked. I've thought before that what Colin did at the end of 208 in some ways pushes their trajectory faster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It seems like a huge setback, Mm -hmm. actually, in the grand scheme of things that, because I think he needs that moment of her stopping idolizing him in the same way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that cold shoulder moment and that realization that she has that he's just a normal human being, a lovely human being, I think Nika said. And then Luke said, and there's a defining moment when he sees her in a different light for the first time. It's not actually because of her change of interest. There's just a spark between them, I guess. So he's saying that first, well, one thing that it's not because she's disinterested, it's more of a genuine connection between them. Yeah. And we've talked about this, that what's going to happen in the first two episodes is that it's going to be a redress of the balance and dynamic towards them being friends. Mm-hmm. and trying to be on the same page as like actual friends and so it's not like she hates him or she doesn't want to see him ever again or she's like flirtingly playing hard to get right right yeah it's just they're gonna have a very genuine moment before we go to defining moment i just want uh-huh. to say i love that there's just a spark between them because i feel like mm-hmm. there's always been a spark between them if you go all yes. the way back to you know season one episode one yeah even before the the what a barb scene byron byron mm-hmm. yeah it feels like there's always been this kind of spark between them but now we can discuss the defining moment they've just never had time right yeah and what's interesting about, about episode two from what we can see so far and you touched on this in our most recent episode is that it seems like they're going to be spending so much time together mm-hmm. and uninterrupted time that they've not really been able to have before right yeah as adults anyway it's like what a barb where they're both there mm-hmm. and then one or both sort of don't quite go over that moment because they're not ready in their story yeah. right and so they one or two pull back and they're miscommunicating they're miscommunicating their expectations are different yep. mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. whereas they're gonna have something where and like it's, it's what luke said that he's gonna see her in a different light for the first time and nicola yeah. said i think he finally sees her for who she is and again that notion of them having grown up apart so both coming into the situation with a different perspective Mm -hmm. but what do you think about the defining moment it could be so many things yeah i feel like it could be yeah it could be literally anything i don't feel like he gave us enough context clues so if you if you do more interviews luke please revisit this comment and (laughs) throw another clue in there press associations of the world you have a task on your hand (laughs) throw us a bone slowly one by one some more cryptic clues about what this defining moment is because that is interesting i like the word defining Defining moment is interesting because mm-hmm. that's like, and we've said it before, right? Is that the whole story of his love is it's crept upon him slowly, and what the book version of him certainly realised was that it wasn't it wasn't one moment that he fell in love with her. It was a buildup of tiny moments, but what he did have was were moments of realisation. I can't say what that defining moment is, but do you think mm. it's in episode one or two or a different episode? I think we're going to be quick into it, so I think it's going to be mm-hmm. one or two. Yeah, same. I think it's going to be two. I think so too. I think one is too much about him being like, Repairing. I need to get in her good graces. Yeah. And he's like, subconscious is like, you cannot lose this person from your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah. his brain is still processing that and trying to get in her good graces and just get her on board the plan. And he's like, I'll help you. And and episode two is where the plan has been executed and now he can take some time to kind of appreciate who she is yeah. and in ways yeah. he's never really paid attention to before. We've got on our hands, we've got two contenders per se. Like mm-hmm. we have a remarkable shade of blue. Yeah. It could be 
not necessarily maybe that moment, but like a moment like that where they have such a, a raw, honest moment mm-hmm. where she says something or does something that just... And I, and I don't think it's going to be like absolutely nothing and then absolutely everything. I think we're going to see it... I think in episode one, we're going to see these tiny, tiny moments. Mm-hmm. But that moment is going to be a moment. Yeah. And then obviously we've got the hand-holding scene. The vulnerability of that scene. Which we've heard is going to be a vulnerable scene, an intimate scene, maybe even like a slightly spicy scene. Well, I mean, the vulnerability of the the letter opener, the hand-holding yeah. scene, I feel like. Especially if it revolves around his journals and her reading his yes. writing. Something about that. I wonder what the different light is. That could be like a sexual light. It could be mm-hmm. the pushback that Jess has alluded to, the show runner that Penelope's going to push back against him for the first time and that might be the different light you know so it, there's different interpretations of what that could be that what what does she do what is she being like that triggers that it could be like a sexually charged moment that is the defining uh-huh. moment just because we already know he appreciates her mind and her wit yeah. so yeah. maybe it has to be that physical it could be a combination like a vulnerable sexually charged witty genuine mm. moment yeah it could be a combination of all those things right yeah and like there are contenders from the book I mean, we know Eclair's gone, rest in peace, Eclair. Well, you know, I mean, even if they don't have the Eclair scene, they have some really great banter in that scene yes. at, at Violet's birthday party. And so I wonder if maybe their their banter, when she's kind of returning to kind of her Whataburb yeah. side with him, because she doesn't really care yeah. anymore and she's not filtering herself quite as much. Yeah, maybe that'll uh-huh. also make an impact on him. She has been holding herself back in certain ways and moderating how she peers around him. Yeah. And, and that shine being gone from him kind of just, like you say, loses a filter. I'm kind of thinking of that scene in the church in 206 where like Eloise is standing uh-huh. there and just basically rolling her eyes and they're having like the yeah. most nerdy bantery conversation. I maintain that no one in the world understands that conversation. That's like a different language of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And it's just they're so on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like I love that it's not him chasing her because she's suddenly no longer interested or that she's right. changed how she is. Right. It's a very genuine moment from their bond. Mm-hmm. But the big meat of the interview it was like a two-minute interview. <laughs> we're like acting like it was this huge sit-down piece. We eagerly await your next two-hour episode. We will not be making an emergency episode every time a clip drops. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> it's just this one, like I wanted to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the interview asked, how do you think Colin would react if he found out she was Lady Whistledown? Nicola just kind of like laughed. <laughs> and Luke said it was really funny because he kept like catching himself. Yeah. He says, oh my Lord, I feel like he's going to... And then he was like, he would. So he was like, this is how he, uh, actually, hypothetically speaking, let's move it to. <laughs> yeah. He said, and this has got people absolutely spiraling. He said he would react the worst out of everyone in the ton. <laughs> Nicola said, like, she slags off a lot of people. I'm like, girl, you should be worried. And Luke said, he's also a sensitive boy. And then he says, I love. And then he didn't finish the sentence. <laughs> and then he says, we'll see. I'm sure. Look what you love. Tell us. I promise I won't tell a soul. <laughs> So that was kind of the end of this very short interview, but there's so mm-hmm. much yeah. to get into. I think what we'll jump on mostly is what Luke said. Yeah. The entirely hypothetical situation of that Colin would react worst out of everyone in the ton. Now, has that got you scared, Like, Um, when I initially I feel like anybody who listened to this interview maybe had just a brief little moment of panic because I feel like Like a quick reaction. Yeah. If he honestly reacts worse than Eloise, I think it would disappoint many of us. But mm. I, I'm thinking there has to be like like another angle. So I thought was maybe it isn't so much anger and as uh, shock and surprise when he finally mm-hmm. realizes, kind of like... Mm-hmm. Which are totally valid emotions. Yeah, kind of like pinned it in 208, that the person that he loves is 
isn't perfect, kind of knocking her off that pedestal, as Nick has said. But, you know, they move on from that moment. And I still hope there's something Uh about it, even if he seems upset, that he finds appealing, kind of leading to that. Mm, What do you mean by appealing? (laughs) That heated carriage moment. Are you talking about a little gossip boner, perhaps? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, so maybe if his reaction is extreme, it will lead to an extremely passionate scene, a very intimate scene. Yeah, which is kind of what happens in the book, right? That's the build-up to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that explosive moment. That moment. And we've heard that the carriage is going to be an intimate moment. And I don't think that's like l- just literally intimate physically, but an emotionally intimate moment as well. Yeah, explosive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking that maybe alternatively, it could also be that this realization forces him to challenge Penn more, if, especially uh-huh. if she has been pushing him away at that point, kind of hit with him realizing that she's made mistakes in the past and she may now be repeating her past mistake with Marina and with Eloise, kind of where she's taking his agency away from him by trying to end their own relationship. And if she is Mm. trying to, you know, keep him at arm's length before this point and has been arguing that he doesn't really want her, etc., that him finding out that she has been keeping this secret and isn't perfect and, you know, it has made mistakes would force him to realize that she has made a mistake with them too and kind of be kind of angry about her keeping him at a distance. Because I think we talked about this in our most recent episode, this idea that keeps him back of, I think Luke said it at the event, that they it's not just a simple case of, he's in love with her great problem solved we can all go home in episode one Mm -hmm. but he's like they can't quite seem to get on the level and Mm -hmm. i think we speculated that we're going to have the opposite where for the first half of the season colin is putting pen on a pedestal because that's what kind of happens when you're realizing you're in love with someone i think it's just a natural part of it and then this like what she did with him where something happened that changed her not her entire view of him but just yeah just knocked him off that perfect pedestal Mm -hmm. if this is a moment where he's like I've been idolizing you and idealizing you mm-hmm. and thinking that you're this perfect person who yeah. I am the I'm the underdog for your affections. I'm not worthy of your affections because mm. you've had someone who was perfect for you and better in all these different aspects. And he's like, and it wasn't even true. Yeah. You're not even who I thought you was. But you know what? I'm not too stressed about this. I think I didn't f- quite feel the same panic because I think that he's entitled to have an extreme reaction. Right. And I think it makes sense for him to have an extreme reaction. And I'll explain why. But I think that we need to understand that extreme reaction doesn't mean that I never want to speak to you ever again. Mm -hmm. Or I hate you. Or I don't want to be with you. Or I don't love you. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many shades of of what reactions can be. And I think what Mm -hmm. matters more than the actual... Obviously, I don't want him to be... To say something horrific to her. I don't want him to, you know, destroy her verbally. But I think what matters about the reaction is what is driving... It. I think that's the key part. Yeah, what motivates it. Mm-hmm. So with Eloise, for example, when we take Eloise's reaction, her reaction was driven by betrayal because it also the situation is different penelope colin and lady whistle is very different to penelope eloise and lady whistle right yeah it was driven by betrayal it was driven by embarrassment it was driven by foolishness it was driven by lies outright lies at times mm-hmm. and shock and things like that and in that moment eloise chose or maybe believed the worst in pen in that moment she believed she was motivated by well she said she thought she was motivated by money and hurting people and she didn't stop to consider or listen to penelope's explanation in that moment mm-hmm but with Colin, it's like, okay, is the reaction driven by disgust? Is it driven by betrayal? Or is it driven by fear, panic, being thrown off guard, driven by love, thinking that something might be taken from you right at the moment that you think you found it and that you mm-hmm. think you know what it is and that you think yeah, yeah. you might actually be able to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's about the context. Right. And if he has put her on this pedestal and he is so certain for the first time in his life of how he feels and who it is that he feels for, 
only for this rug to be pulled out, then I understand that that's going to be a visceral reaction for him as he tries to process it because it throws yeah. out everything he thinks he knows, everything he's been fighting to figure out for, I would argue, a couple of seasons, but certainly yeah. him in this season, the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think for me, that's what matters more is what is motivating him and how he channels that and what his next steps are from that point. Mm-hmm. Is his next steps going to be to pull away and say, like Eloise said, that I never want to see you again? I don't think he's going to do that. And we don't think he's going to necessarily reference marina either no so this is something that jess brownell touched on a few weeks ago in an interview with ew i think we've all as fans feared that his reaction would be linked to marina and mm-hmm. that he'd be still holding on to that in some way yeah and that he'd bring that out but jess has assured us that this isn't the case because she said that he has gotten over his past heartbreaks and the marina situation isn't really a factor for him now it can mm-hmm. still be a factor for penn she can still misinterpret his reaction for sure yeah. and be like i assume this is how you feel because this Mm -hmm. is what Eloise thought about me but I don't think that the marina for him is going to be a factor a driving emotion yeah a driving factor behind his emotion Mm -hmm. but I also think we need to consider it's all very well as being like oh my god he's going to be like you did this to Eloise you did this to marina but we still don't know what Whistledown is going to do in season three yeah and there's so much that she could do especially (laughs) if she's coming in with this bitter tone where she could just become a bit more savage Nick said in that interview that she's been slacking people off and I have a feeling that they're going to be setting it up to make Colin be really pissed off with Lady Whistledown. I yeah. think that's, because I think that's a, a great setup to like mm-hmm. increasingly make him annoyed so that when he realizes who it is, it's like, boom. And I feel like a good way to do that would be for Lady Whistledown to write negatively about Penelope and also the yep. Pollen relationship. Because like he is going to be mm-hmm. spending the early part of season three basically fighting for her and for their relationship yes. and maybe trying to convince her even to invest in their relationship. And she's going to be holding him at distance. And yeah, and there there will be this outside force maybe potentially working against him and to realize that was Penelope all along. Because we have the clues to that, right? We have Unicolin, who's got mm-hmm. a whistle down in his hand, who doesn't look best pleased. But then I also think back to the Beauty and the Beast scene, our old favorite. <laughs> and I think in some ways that was one of the last times we really touched base with Colin about how he felt about Whistledown beyond maybe 208 when he said something scathing to Elle but in that episode he was he was very vulnerable and very injured but he said to Penelope like this woman is basically the reason why all of our lives are messed up Mm -hmm. and in that moment I think he was still processing what had just happened but that is what he said that's what Penn remembers of that scene Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is who was 204 written by Lecky? Jess Brownell the new showrunner Jess Brownell the season 3 showrunner so I don't Mm -hmm. you know I think she was she definitely had that in mind probably when she was writing it that she knew who was going to be next and these seeds are being planted but I think in season 3 we really need to we can't expect the audience to remember that scene from you know a few years ago I think we really need to not only re-establish where Colin is emotionally with that arc but to mm-hmm. push it further and I really like the idea that you're saying that and it's and it's such a Penelope thing as well because like if he is pursuing her mm-hmm. and getting closer and she's trying to distance herself because she doesn't want to be hurt again because maybe she doesn't believe it mm-hmm. because she can't do that mm-hmm. then what is the one up that she has over him ultimately yeah as a power move. Yeah, to protect herself to protect and him. to prote- protect her heart, to protect him and yeah. also to protect her plan. Like if if their relationship is gaining too much attention from other people in the town and potentially jeopardizing yeah. her plan to marry Deblaine or pursue yeah. any other man, she may write negatively about herself or Pollen. And this is kind of the thing that she has over him. Not, and I don't mean that in like a controlling way. I mean, as in like, so this is like a tool she has. It's so strong and powerful. Yeah, so we know in season one, 
in season two when Penelope is backed into her corner. She will use Lady Whistledown to kind of get out of that situation. It's not always yeah. the best decision. And from what yeah. we've heard about early season three, Penelope as Lady Whistledown may be a little more vicious than she was yeah. in season one and season two. She might not care so much about, you know, who she's hurting and especially if she's hurting herself because mm-hmm. she just feels like there's no hope for her and Colin anymore. So she needs to like hurt him and say negative things about herself in order to protect her future and her heart. Both of them. And his future, because if she thinks you don't actually want this. 100%. So yes, again, like taking that agency from him and deciding what he wants. Mm -hmm. Making a decision for him without him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he might be angry that she's weaponized it in a way to push him further away. And again, I think his concern, I hope that his concern will come out of love. Mm -hmm. It might not be apparent to her. That's part of their miscommunication. It's part of their conflict, right? Right. I'm hoping that whatever his reaction is, is coming out of love and fear. And this is something we saw in the in the book as in well. Book, is that yeah. a lot of it was and I think it's gonna be far worse in the show. A lot of it was from fear. But he was like, You're in so much danger. Mm-hmm. And if we suspect that there's gonna be a bounty or blackmail involved. And from the queen. Yeah. Real ri- yeah, a real risk to her. And that she's putting herself in danger and has been putting herself in danger and won't listen to him. And it's like he, he's trying to get with her. And then not only is she emotionally holding back, again, this is pure speculation. We don't actually know she is gonna, but just go with us on this. But if if she's also physically at risk, that is something else that keeps him from her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not concerned with how visceral his reaction is, as long as it's Mm -hmm. driven by the right emotions. Behind it, yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what he might be annoyed about, and this is going to come up in a second, is that she's working against them, almost, because Colin in the book certainly Mm -hmm. is someone who always sees them as a team mm-hmm. and i think to like the engagement night when the whistle was printed right i think what upsets him so much is that she didn't consult him and she went behind his back in a way and and like he's like we were a team mm-hmm. And I know this is a different moment. I know this is earlier in that story, but it's like, you've used this against us. It has echoes of that. Mm-hmm. Assuming it plays out that way. We're speculating. Again, no idea. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure the cast and crew would laugh to hear us because we're mm-hmm. probably so far off the mark. But yeah, May isn't coming around next week, is it? We've got time to spare. <laughs> and plenty of time to read or reread the book where you can see how Julia Quinn's Colin reacts to the Lady Whistledown reveal. In the book, some of his emotion stems from jealousy about Penn's writing and success. Mm-hmm. It's something that he struggles to cope with in the book and affects not just his immediate reaction to the revelation that Penn is Lady Whistledown, but how he navigates the issue of Lady Whistledown in their later relationship. Yeah. We don't yet know if jealousy will play a role in Show Cullen's experience, and in all honesty, this is an issue that I believe many fans hope is left in the books. We will discuss the possibility of a jealous Cullen in a future episode, I'm sure, but it is possible that if they go that route in the show, mm-hmm. jealousy could potentially play a role in his reaction, perhaps, perhaps amplifying his fear of inadequacy and any vulnerability he may be feeling mm-hmm. at that time. What Luke said was, he's going to have the worst reaction of everyone in the ton. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense because who else is going to have a stronger reaction? Because the people that love you the most are the most yeah. invested in you yeah. and most concerned for you. Like, when I do stupid shit, Lecky, and I like injure myself and don't go to doctors, there's yeah. no one angrier than you are about that. That's very true. It's like a random guy on the other side of London is going to care as much, you know? Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that you love me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's driven by love. That kind of makes sense. Like, the queen will have a reaction and like will have a reaction. Drink a cocktail. But yeah, he'll be like, Ooh. but it kind of makes sense that the person who loves her the most will have the strongest reaction. Yeah. 
So it's not completely unexpected that he would say something like this. I feel like it's just, yeah. we haven't really thought much about how Colin would react. And I suppose that's a question too. Is it like, is it like a delayed reaction? Is he like, it bursts into the carriage scene and then afterwards he's still pissed off at her or he's angry with her. And, and I just don't think that's true to his car. I think he can be like wrong footed by it, but I don't think there's ever going to be a point she could do something that would make him not want her anymore. Yeah. We haven't seen a lead like this, like a male lead like this, who's going to fight for love so much right. instead of running from it. And this is part of his development is that he he does run mm. away from stuff. Yeah. Right? And I think if he has grown up and if he, if he really does want to be with her, this is the moment where, and in the later part of the season, where he's going to have to fight for them both. I love that you said this because he doesn't run away because like in the book, instead, they have this explosive moment in the carriage. It pushes him toward her. And they get closer. Yeah. The show could potentially adapt that scene differently but I feel like yeah. it would make more sense for them to have this heated argument be channeled yeah. into that intimate moment instead just like it plays out in the book if there's kind of like yeah. a delayed reaction where like he finds out and then later on they have the character scene yeah. I feel like you're squandering the tension that happens in the Lady Whistledown reveal uh -huh. moment it has to be from that so I feel like it may play out like it does in the book and he won't run away he won't run away where others might recoil from her he like moves towards her yeah. and get in the carriage I think you can be wrong footed you can be upset with someone yeah. and I think Penn needs to learn that like and it's such a hard thing because her experience with Eloise will be colouring her expectations and maybe her interpretations yes. that, like you can still be annoyed with someone and upset with someone or confused whatever but it doesn't mean you lose someone's love Yeah, and she needs to learn that with Elle she hasn't lost mm -hmm. Eloise's love either but she doesn't know that and Colin by that point he may not realise that he loves her either but uh -huh. it'll be a clue to us a clue fucking better be a clue that he doesn't run away that it doesn't completely changed his perception of her completely forever that he does love her but Nicola's comment in this was interesting and it's the context so mm -hmm. what will Colin's reaction be and Nicola as part of this question referred to the fact that Penelope has slagged so many people off and she was like girl mm -hmm. I'd be careful if I were you is this a suggestion that this danger is going to be a key part of his reaction potentially like tied up with it mm, good point because it's just interesting that's where her mind too went with this question yeah. is that going to be driving Colin perhaps that his worry for her which is a mm -hmm. worry that's driven by love and that he's trying to protect her yeah. because there's danger and, and that, that's one of the reasons he's so explosively angry. We don't know how he's going to be but if that's why he has such a strong reaction. Because in addition to the Queen's potential bounty, it's been hinted there's a lot of scandal this season. So mm -hmm. potentially Lady Wilsodown will be writing yeah. about a lot of people maybe kind of upsetting a lot of people so if she has yeah. more enemies in mm -hmm. the town a lot of people who are maybe invested in hunting her and finding out her identity that yeah. could seriously worry Colin. And Book Colin had a similar moment where he was like so many people yeah. are going to be pissed off with you and I could understand how Penn could translate that as mm. I'm pissed off at you I think you're a terrible person for doing this where for him it's coming out of concern yeah. also you can understand how Penn could take that as especially mm -hmm. if he proposes that like I'm doing this out of obligation out of needing to protect you like fine I'll marry and mm -hmm. give you my name and protect you or he's compromised her and she's like this is only you fearing for me because yeah, honor yeah your honor and this is a recurring theme that we've heard that honor yeah. is going to play into it a lot also just revisiting sorry the the season one moment with Marina she watches Colin and Marina disappear yeah. into a room kind yeah. of infers what maybe happened and what drove Colin to propose to Marina so I'm mm -hmm. sure that'll be playing in her head too and for her it'd be horrible if she's like oh my god you hate what I've done you hate me you feel obligated to marry me and you, mm -hmm. you're gonna marry yeah. me that's the worst combination for her but Luke gave us an interesting tidbit he said that Colin is a sensitive boy what do you think this means in this context do you think this sensitivity is gonna heighten the reaction that he's gonna have what why do you think that's gonna play into it I suppose I <laughs> 
<laughs> I just love that you call him as sensitive. That that gives me hope as well about his character because he was very sensitive in season one and season two. And I like the idea that he's still retaining that aspect of him in season three. So we were discussing this and I was thinking... <laughs> sensitive boy Colin I was wondering if maybe part of the reason he'll be upset is because he didn't realize that Penelope needed an outlet for her voice and maybe he didn't even give her enough maybe he will even think he didn't give her enough opportunities to speak to him either to speak in general it's like I didn't realize that you were capable of this or like I didn't realize you had this in you and for him that's like I haven't seen who you really are because I've not been like properly paying attention Mm -hmm. because for him especially in the show the clues are there mm-hmm. yeah. he's written to her she's written to him occasionally it depends which season you're in <laughs> as i always do not actual letters but like... they've had these moments that ultimately he's attracted to mm-hmm. so that's always been for us like the the flag of hope is that he's always been attracted to these moments and colin is a character who we see how easily burdened he is by guilt we see how much he tries to make amends i think lucas said before that colin as a character likes to gossip with pen on the side but he never actually wants to hurt or cause harm mm-hmm. or see people hurt yeah. and we've seen the lengths he's gone to before to rectify that and we'll see that in this season when he realizes what he did with pen mm-hmm. if he does say like you have done harm with your work i don't think that's like a, oh my god colin i'm never gonna forgive you how dare you say something like that to pen what i think matters in this context if it does become an issue of you have caused harm or people are mad at you i think what matters is that he gives her an opportunity to explain herself yeah because i think this is something that is so lacking from everyone in her life that opportunity for her to actually use her voice. This is the whole reason that this method of communication came around for her because she didn't feel heard verbally out loud. And so the only way that she could have a voice heard was to write Mm -hmm. in this snappy, very clever but very cutting way. I also feel like it's important for him not to lecture her about the way she writes because I feel like, while I do think she needs to refine her voice and find a new way to be Lady Whistledown, I don't think that should come from Colin. I don't think a man should come in, her love interest should come in and be like, you can't write like this. You shouldn't be like this. this. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think that would work for me. And that's the tension that we saw with Elle, right? Mm -hmm. And Penn did it. Penn bent in many ways to change her tone, to change her topics, Mm -hmm. to sue Elle. But I think in terms of Eloise, if we look back to 208 in that confrontation, which was awful, she didn't have the opportunity to explain herself. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't really had an opportunity. We haven't heard from her. We've seen a lot of like the behind the scenes, right? Of like her sneaking around as Irish made pen Mm -hmm. and everything like that. But she's never had the opportunity to explain it. And and what Eloise did was say all the reasons that she thought she were her motivations and she saw the very worst in her. Like, you've done this for money, you've done this for pain. Whereas I think he needs to give her the opportunity or she needs to create that space. Mm-hmm. In the book, she says, it's my turn to speak. Mm-hmm. He says, you be quiet, it's my turn yes. to speak. Where mm-hmm. because of the relationship she, she has with him, she can carve out that space and be like, listen to me. Don't just assume you know why I've done this. I also wonder if Hero Complex Colin, if she is given a space to speak. I don't think I've met him. (laughs) And she's explaining how in a roundabout way she was trying to save him, save Eloise from the queen, that maybe that will also strike a chord with him because deep down he likes a hero. He loves a hero. I wonder how he feel about being saved. She's an anti-hero, but yeah. She's she's the (laughs) anti-hero. But yeah, so I I think he also owes her that space to explain herself Mm -hmm. we've talked about what what they do and don't owe each other but ultimately they're friends and if she has given him the space at the beginning of the season to i know we saw the good night mr bridgerton scene the other day where she didn't but we can assume that at some point between that there's a later scene and remarkable shade of blue Mm -hmm. they've had a conversation if he has had an opportunity to explain himself whether she forgives him or the way they they find to move past what happened surely it means that she has given him the grace of a space to explain himself Mm -hmm. and to recover that part of the relationship right and i think he 
owes her in this point the same thing the the grace to have space to explain to not just be cast aside Mm -hmm. and to fight for it i think that's the difference when someone loves you or when in this kind of relationship where you're ultimately aiming towards a partnership is that you can be angry you you know you might disagree with what someone's done Mm -hmm. but he won't forsake her right and i think pen's issue is that she is going to misunderstand or not believe that motivation and she might accidentally or willfully to be honest misinterpret the interaction so she might think they're like oh my god he he hates me or oh my god he thinks the worst of me mm-hmm. but i don't believe and i really hope that that isn't where colin's coming from yeah so yeah so for me in conclusion like yeah i think he's gonna feel wrong-footed by it i think it's gonna throw him mm-hmm. and i think he might have a strong reaction to it I think in the moment he'll be like, look, who the hell are you? Who is this person sitting in front of me? Yeah, it'll mess with his perception of her and yeah, everything. Mm -hmm. Himself even. Yeah, and then I think ultimately he'll be like, oh my God, of course. Mm -hmm. Especially if he ends up suspecting Eloise. He's like, he's not far off the mark, right? He's in the right neighborhood. I wonder if he'll also think of the purpose scene about how her purpose is to be brave and witty and all those things she told him and and confidence and he didn't realize she was secretly kind of living out as Lady Whistledown. Yeah, and that ultimately he's like impressed by her and proud of her. And also if she's expressed support in him finding his purpose and yeah. she's told him what she dreamed her purpose would be and to learn that she had yeah. been carrying that out, maybe he should be supportive. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what love is, right? Mm-hmm. Supporting someone through every part of it. Yeah. And you can still criticize someone or you can still be annoyed at someone, but it's fact of them not forsaking each mm-hmm. other. And he's going to be the one person who moves towards her when everyone else would maybe have turned away. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he has to have a different reaction to Eloise. I just feel like in so many different ways. Yeah. It's reflective of their characters. It's reflective of their relationships. And it's reflective of, of Penn's journey as well and reconciling. And just narratively, you don't want to see the same thing happen over and over. Yeah, you don't just want a repeat of him screaming and hating mm-hmm. her. And I just have a lot of faith in him his character i always have done yeah. if you're not as like familiar with the book you might not realize that because he's been so blind in so many ways but what you realize when you really get into his character is once he knows he knows mm-hmm. and once he's in he's in right. and mm-hmm. it's pulling against the world yep. which is what we're hoping and we think that the carriage i don't know how this like turned into a whole carriage scene but you know, we'll go there <laughs> but we think if the carriage comes kind of midway mm-hmm. that conflict within itself should be around like episode four or five and then i think there's gonna be so many other things right. there's gonna be so many other threats that like they have to be able to move past this huge reaction whatever it is mm-hmm. be a team be a united front they have to be a team yeah yeah and that's as much her accepting his acceptance does that make sense mm-hmm. i'm honored to accept your acceptance but i get i have a lot of faith in his character so if you have been a bit spooked by this quote we get it but we think it's all gonna work out in the end isn't it like mm-hmm. well like can you do me a favor and ask your husband what advice he would give to pen <laughs> we'll insert it here yeah <laughs> what did he say move on focus on yourself <laughs> basically pretty solid advice to be fair yeah and when i was prompting him he was like taking some time to think about it and finally he said oh i was thinking about this and i was like wait on your own and he's like no my video game like he was playing the video game while talking to me <laughs> he was actually oh you were actually wondering oh <laughs> we'll make a fan of him one day like I'm telling uh, you. oh my god and thank you for spending sunday night with mm-hmm. me me and 
bench mug Colin <laughs> everyone happy happy week I don't know <laughs> we didn't expect to talk this long what a shock <laughs> uh, but we did thanks like enjoy the rest of your Sunday and where can everyone find us <laughs> you can find us at whatabarbapod on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube you can do indeed and then Beans I know you've been busy making beautiful focaccia bread Beans put the bread down Put that you've been baking a lot. Can you tell it's Pisces season? <laughs> Do us a favor and sing us out. Does violin do 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 do